When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is a crowd podcast. There's fighting and there's boxing. Have you got a standout fight or night that you've been to and seen live? I was Golovkin strength-wise. Corners, free kicks against, grab, grab, pull, pull. It's grappling. Do you applaud it and go, or are you like, for fuck's sake? What's your catchphrase? Let's get on with it. I'm George. He's Deck. Hello. It's the George Groves Boxing Club. Beast mode, Deck. <laughs> Are you already in beast mode? I could feel it. Something kind of in my fingertip, my outer extremities, something tingling. I thought it might have been sort of the onset of Reno's disease or something, but that may be this beast mode rising. Just between me and you, we're no, we're no longer going to greet each other off at the pod. We're just going to start every conversation with... Like, hello was invented because of the telephone. You had to have something to say at the start of a conversation on the phone. Yeah. But I don't know why it wasn't beast mode. Yeah, I don't know why. You could answer the phone, 707 beast mode. Obviously, that's the last four digits of your landline. That's what you used to do in the olden, olden days. Just let people know they rang the right number. Just let it be a lesson to you. And we, don't say we haven't warned you. If you're going in beast mode like we're about to, then you need to be suitably hydrated and our water bottles can help you with that. Just saying. Right. Today, of course, it's beast mode. If you haven't guessed already, he's a, a boxing personality, but he's outside of boxing. We've got some suggestions for the, sort of the out of boxing personalities um, for our new seeing stars which is brilliant who came up with that deck that was at Charlie Stewart big up yourself at Charlie Stewart he said yeah Friday show should be called seeing stars which we loved he also said Monday show should be called did you see the boxing which um, sorry mate that's terrible it wasn't even got nowhere <laughs> Got nowhere near the shortlist, <laughs> but the Friday one, which which we're in now, Charlie Stewart, two first names, Charlie Stewart. You've written your name into this club's history because you were the man who titled our Friday series "Seeing Stars." Love that. Obviously, George used to leave people seeing stars, and now by virtue of this podcast, you are seeing these stars. Bayouac and Femmel being one of them. But we want your suggestions, George. Has anyone been in touch with a suggestion? Martin Cross, outside of boxing personality message, he says, "Hey, gents." Love the pod. Um, celebrity boxing fan, England cricket legend, Sir Alistair Cook. I'll have to brush up on my cricket. Even if you don't know him, could you like just 
I don't make an online. I'm sure he's online. Yeah, I mean, he's a knight. We could just go down the palace. A friend of mine went to a wedding once of Alistair Cook, so maybe I'll ask him. No, Martin Cross is going to, for that episode only, he's going to have to change his name from Martin Cross to Martin Cover Drive. I just thought of that. That's fucking great. Cross is a boxing term. Cover drive. Forget it. Forget it. But yeah, let's listen. Alistair Cook. What's uh, cover drive? Cover drive's not a A cover drive is a is a cricket. It's when you when you drive the right, ball. Right, like right. Like Alistair right. Cook, the, the master of the cover drive, when you drive the ball through the covers for four. So such a well rounded sports. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Knowledgeable That's what person. I'm, but, I'm thinking cover drive. I was thinking I've been watching boxing for twenty five years. He's coming with cross, which is a bit weak. Like and no one says, Oh, good cross. Good cross. <laughs> Good right right hand cross. You've been watching too many amateurs. Yeah. To cover drive, I was thinking that's got to be some old Manny Stewart stuff. Like um, that's some bloody gold here. Yeah. No, it's not. It's a cricket term. Cricket term. Yeah, there we go. Open invitation for Alistair Cook. One hundred percent. Very interesting. I've always thought the batsman like him, very lonely up there in the middle. A lot of concentration needed. It would be fascinating to hear you and him, a boxer and a died in the wall opening batsman like him, and the concentration levels, etc., etc. I'd love to hear that. Let's get him on. Yes, and the mind games. The mind right, games, I yeah. There's a lot of mind games in cricket. He's a batsman, you're a boxer, but we've got a proper striker in the club today. And we've got Mr. Akin Fenwa. Bayo Akin Fenwa is in beast mode. Let's get him on. Declan. Yes, George. We've got a footballer in the club. Uh-oh. He scored more than 200 goals across his career. You might know him as the Beast. Of course, it's Bayo Akin Fenway. Yeah, Beast Mode activated in this club. Certified. What's going on, fellas? <laughs> yeah, good? what's happening? Thanks for coming in, mate. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. you have officially joined our club. Yeah, you're in. Don't worry, there's no subs, no yeah, fees. You've got to do your runs, though. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. You've got to do no, your footwork. No. See, that's what the worst thing is. When you said footballer, I'm, I keep trying. I'm saying, no, man, I'm retired, man. <laughs> I'm retired. But um, no, man, thank you for having me, man. We had to have you on because since you're hanging up the boots as such, you're dabbling in a bit of boxing. It's in the business. It's in the boxing world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's funny because you would think that my size and being synonymous with that whole aggressing and beast mode, you thought I would have put on gloves. But, you know, I picked up a mic and that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm it's a shy type. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> no, nah, um, yeah, man. I did like my first MCing gig recently. Groves was there. Um, for those that don't even know, I had to reach out to Groves when I was thinking about this. And I was like, look, Grows, you need to speak to me. How does it kind of work? But yeah, I enjoyed it. Like I, I enjoyed it. it it's decent. It's a good. It's so a you're good a, he's an MC now at the boxing shows. Mm. Definitely the hardest MC in the whole of boxing. Yeah, yeah. I don't think one of the current like top line MCs in boxing could hang with you for a round. You reckon maybe like well, I can call out a couple MCs 100%. and make it fun and like say like yeah, yeah I'm the toughest MC. Yeah, the that MC. could be you. <laughs> that could be your thing. <laughs> I swear the MCs are old. I feel yeah. like a bully. <laughs> Diamante's quite young and quite big as well. He's quite intimidating. You wouldn't want yeah. to catch him on a, on a dark alley but right. I'll still back you. Don't oh, worry. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> big Mo, Big Mo. There's Big yeah, Mo big. at Sky. He's oh, a you big not really he's a lump he can lift it I bet he's decent in the gym he's got a, I reckon his bench press pretty and, and also obviously Michael Buffer been yeah. around forever the goat there's a reason or is he's, he? he's around yeah, forever he's certified to be yeah. fair I don't even think he, he's like royalty I don't even think he'll even mess with him sort of thing he'll just say let's get okay you win yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're watching the boxing now are you studying the MCs or are you studying the boxing <laughs> It's a bit of both. I just know the due diligence that you've got to put in. So I'm not saying I didn't get to the top of my sport, but I just know how hard it is. So whenever there's any sports I watch, I see it from, but they must have put in some work to be here, to be able to critique it past the level of 
of, not disrespect, but you know the armchair. I, sometimes I'm a football fan and I'll be saying to Liverpool players, fix up and knowing that <laughs> I could never get into that team. So, you know, sometimes the passion kicks in overwards. But whenever I watch anything, I watch it from a pure, well, you know what? These individuals are doing big things. Beast mode and your strength obviously became a big, you were the strongest player on FIFA. It was yeah. a big thing. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what sort of time that was and what was the turning point? Because obviously you were, you know, a league footballer for years and yeah. years before then. Yeah. And then it was like, bye, welcome Fenwa. He's the strong guy. He's the strongest on FIFA, etc., etc. Do you remember when that happened? It it was roughly around, I want to say 2009, 2010. So I think that it coincided with when FIFA went into Ultimate Team. So okay, then yeah, they yeah. then started to transition in. Yeah. And it was the same with social media. Like, it's funny, I'm I'm nine like kids who are like 10, 11, all of a sudden their parents are like, I didn't know you played football. Because I played lower league football, that football wasn't on TV. But then of course, the birth of social media then all of a sudden made the world so much smaller. And then this is what I'm saying, FIFA kicked in. And when I mean it was life-changing, like and I, I, I would never even try and suppress saying that FIFA took me into a stratosphere that I could never comprehend. Listen, I'll always salute FIFA and social media. I'm, a, I'm an advocate of social media. I think it's a place where you know, some negativity likes to band around. But for me, I see it for um, as a positive tool. And in terms of beast mode, have we got any minimum requirements for me and George to officially activate beast no, mode? But you lot are so bad. Beast mode, I'll always say beast mode's a mentality. Um, it's a mindset. It's the final limitations people try and put on you. Listen, Groves is certified yeah, beast mode. Yeah, he's certified beast mode. There's not even, but I'll always say, well, we all in beast mode if we, cut, if we put our best foot forward. When you were boxing George and you were in the gym did you used to care about what you were lifting weight wise I think yeah you always wanted you like numbers to go up <laughs> yeah. yeah you like numbers to go up but I don't I, I never really did a lot of one rep max obviously one rep max where you probably can get eke out the mm. most number but yeah. I was, so it was always like a four to six rep max and that was my bench uh, as in benchmark yeah. rather than Bench press. Bench press. <laughs> uh, I was pretty weak at the bench press. It wasn't my thing. It's all legs for you, arms isn't it? Too. Yeah, legs were better. I think we were supposed to do about one and a half body weight for your bench and I could never get in there. I could just scrape into the three digits. Mm. So for you, when it came down to when you didn't work out, so when there weren't a fight, was you a gym goer? So even if I didn't have a game or training, I loved the gym. So the gym wasn't something that I did because it was football. I just did the gym, off-season gym. The cardio, yeah, I had to do that. So the cardio something I had to do for football. Gym was just me. Was that the same with you? If you wasn't in a, a camp, would you still gym? Yeah, no, not really. I, I'd kind of have to be out of the gym to rest, rest the brain even. And it depends on when the next fight is, how quickly I'd, I'd get back in. But weight-wise, I only did it during camp during for a camp. strength yeah, yeah. and I never liked running so yeah, I probably didn't do anything until I had to get back in the gym <laughs> I, I played football and I never liked running yeah. I'll tell you that <laughs> but you sort of reinvented that the idea of what a footballer can look like size wise yeah is that something first of all did you meet any resistance from managers or were, were you encouraged to be like no you know get as strong and as big as you can and that's how we're going to play you nah I had resistance from managers was it like yeah a thousand percent I was like nah man you're not fit enough this is the style of play we want to play and so managers came in and they like to press in from the front. That was never me, even like at my, when I was younger. But it's funny because I'll always say this, I didn't set out to be different. I didn't set out to say, oh, I'm going to be 17 and a half stones or I didn't set out to be like, I'm going to be a bench press. I'm naturally big. Both my brothers, my older and my younger brother, we're naturally big. So, but for me, my changing point was I broke, broke my leg when I was at Swansea. Before 
I broke my leg. So before like 21, 20, maybe 22, I didn't go gym. I was like naturally big. And I actually liked the fact of telling people I didn't go gym, but nobody believed me. So it's like, oh, shut up, man, you didn't go. And then after a while, I was like, they didn't believe me anyway. So I broke my leg and we used to, when I was at Swansea, we used to share a gym with the Ospreys. So these are some rugby boys and these were some big boys. And I remember one definitive time I was working out and I saw this massive rugby brother and he was bench pressing but he was only bench pressing 15 kg and in my head I'm behind him and you know the whole stereotype our oh, footballers are weak thinking in my head I'm like I'm just gonna show off and bench press like 25 um, sorry curl 25 yeah. and I remember I'm there and he, he went to me and he was like what are you working on I said my arms he said no you're not you're working on your back so my whole form was wrong so when my form went right I couldn't even lift the 25 and I remember education from there just in that indirectly taught me a lesson and then I moved from then and then after that and I had a session with him I just enjoyed it and then my game had to change because I lost a yard of pace for those individuals that <laughs> that, that don't know because they only can remember me now when I was in my 30s when I was in my 20s I could run <laughs> but yeah I lost a yard of pace and changed up my game changed up my size got bigger like noticeably bigger um, and then just kicked it on from there so that was when you first really started going to the gym yeah deep in your career you were at Swansea at that point yeah yeah so about 20 so I bought my leg at 25, I want to say. So I think I'm my daughter at 25. So I bought my leg just before I had my daughter. So around that. So it must have been 24, 25 was when I started to hit the gym. We hear lots of footballers like to do a bit of boxing training. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever do any boxing training uh, as a kid or when you was playing? Or did anybody say to you, why don't you take up some boxing? Oh, yeah. Like I was always got told that too big to play football. I was always got told I was in the wrong sport. But listen, I fell in love with football at the age of five. John Barnes, that he was my inspiration. So once I'm, listen, I'm a creature of habit and I'm a very determined individual. So once I fell in love with football, that was the only thing I was going to do. But throughout my career, that whole wrestling, that whole boxing. And funny enough is the last year before I retired, because I knew I couldn't run and train a lot. So I had to adapt my training session. So the Watt bike, which I still do now, and then boxing was what I was doing, boxing training. And it's crazy because I remember I, I could sit, I can do the Watt bike for 47 minutes, sweat and feel like, yeah, man, I'm that guy. I did a three minute round <laughs> in the sense of burpees, press, I By the time I did this, then I had to try and box. So you know it, just holding your hands up. And it's such a different type of training, but the feeling you get after it, like putting combinations, pad work, and just being able to, to hit the heavy bag, like for me, was a buzz. So for the whole back end of my last season, twice a week doing boxing training, doing boxing training. I was down with Leon McKenzie down in Stratford and it was just, it is a real euphoria sort of, I, I weren't getting hit, so I haven't yeah. got that side yeah. of it yet. Nobody's hitting me back. So I was just smacking the pads and it is, it's such a feeling. It's such a an exhilarating feeling. So, but listen, since then I've been told to get in and do the celebrity boxing matches and, and jump down that. And at the moment, I like to be the best of what I do. So until you lot train me to the <laughs> point where I'm a real menace, I'm going to stay at the ring. You <laughs> probably will be the best celebrity <laughs> boxer. Hey, I, I was just thinking you, we're going to struggle getting you getting your fight. Yeah, who's going to take that? But, but, you, but you know what I learned? It's crazy because you will know this. There's fighting and there's boxing, so I can fight. What I learned in the first time was going on. I couldn't box. So is that is that who you are like? As a person, do you reckon, as you say, some people are fighters, some people are boxers. I'm a... Would you lose your head? It's yeah and no, because I do think that I'm pretty methodical in an approach. Once you're in a sport, 
every sport has a discipline and it's repetition. And that's what I feel to go from one sport to another, the fundamentals are the same. So if I said to you, all right, look, I'm going to give you a drill. You may not get it, but it'll be like, okay, cool. This is the format. This is the basic of the drill. We're going to do it over and over again. And because that's the same as one, one, two, one, two, freak duck. I, that's the thing in the sense where I'll be able to get the fundamentals. At the same time, I think education comes and experience. So you punch me in my face, I'm going to naturally go to grab you yeah. just as a fighter. And then if I can't grab you with boxing, you're going to punch my head off just because I can't control the anger of being a fighter. But of course, like anything, I'm a fighter first, like, because yeah. that's what I know. But I do think after time and repetition, I could be a boxer just because I think fundamentals are the same when it comes to sports. Did the talk of sparring come up while you was with uh, Leo McKenzie? Yeah, to be out? fair, it did. And it was, I was only because I think we had a run of games or I didn't do it. But for me, I want to. Like that side of it, you know, I'm used to being elbowed. I'm used to being mm. kicked with football. So I think I could take a hit. But the key is to not get hit in the face. But no, all that side of it, I think anything competitive, you know what I'm saying, where there's an energy, where there's a, a slight of, oh, can I? That's what it is. I, I like to be able to push myself, test myself. Um, I like trying my hands at many new things. All those matches, Saturday, Tuesday nights, did they feel like a battle for you? Particularly when you got to that stage and people knew, right, we've got, we've got our back and oh, up front. Nah, no, no, no. All of a sudden, when my name started to come and I doubled down on being the strongest. People started getting injured. Then it was, it was just, <laughs> it was, you, it was, the funny thing is, the older boys beat me or, or tried to tackle me with brains. The younger ones tried to tackle me with brawns and there was no disrespect at it. And this is not an arrogance. There was nobody stronger than me. I'm not built like a footballer. You know, I'm 17 and a half stones. These defenders are 12 stones. So the weight difference is massively. So when it came to strength, I knew that. I knew it's just like knowing you're faster. If you're faster, you know you're faster. So I knew I was, so the young boys that wanted to test themselves and be like, yeah, yeah, I went up against, there was only going to be one winner. But when the older boys were beating me with brain spots, like not get, don't let him pin you or don't let him get tight, get in front of it. Cause that's what it was. So when it was told to toll, ah oh man, it was a dream for me. But when I came up against them, them ones that was a little bit more excited and that, or a bit more educated up top, then it was a little bit more different. But nah, man, it weren't a battle in that. I, I doubled down to my strengths. You know, it was when we didn't have the ball and I had to try and win it back and chase. That's when it was a battle. That was when I was breathing out my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's when it was a problem. <laughs> Do you feel like you were a little bit underrated on the football side as well. The reason I say that, I'm a Swindon fan, so I remember you playing against all the time and always scoring. And it was like, you were not just like a battering ram, not just a target man. Yeah, listen, I think that you can't help but have a perception by seeing somebody. So don't get the game twisted. And I've come back and I was 17 stones, big guy. If I was an off game, sometimes I did look clumsy. I was, I was fine with that. I think at the end of the day, you're the one who's got to be happy with yourself. And I, and I was, especially as I got older, I was very unapologetically myself. Like you say, you reel off. I played the game for 22 years. You've got to be more than just a battering ram to play the game for 22 years. But at the same time, I understand the society and the world we live in. I understand that I was different from the norm when they used to say, oh, he's got a good touch for a big guy. And I was like, brother, I've got a good touch, period, <laughs> big or small. And that's not, that's not arrogance. I was just, but why, what's my size got to do yeah. with me having a good touch? But it's, it was part of parcel with the game. But at the same time, anybody that I guess trained with me or over time, they'll turn around and say, no, you know what? Akinfem was a better ball player than play on the four. He's better. Again, all that really matters. And I'll say for me was the teammates I played with and the manager, because one, the teammates are the ones that has to do my help, help me do my running and the manager was going to pick. Everybody else was just opinions and that's what the game is. So I was very comfortable with put it in areas where I'm strong, 
but then there's areas that I'm not. And that's an understanding that you get comfortable in your own skin as you get older. When you're younger, I think you more want to impress. So when you're younger, you're like, oh, let me show them that I can do a step over or let them show that I can do a flick or let them show that I can run down it. And as you get older, you're like, boy, listen, <laughs> if I do that run, they're not going to see me for 20 minutes. So I better stand still. And, but I guess it's just the comfortability of your experience and your, um, and your age. Mm. So knowing this about you as a footballer, what would you be as a boxer? Would you lean into the stereotype? Would you just be a mauler, use your strength or would you, you couldn't help it. You want to show some, some sugar rate. Switch it in. Some sugar rate switch it footwork. In. You know, what nah man I'd want to show that my strengths was my strengths do you get what I'm saying and I'd yeah. be comfortable so if I was stronger than everybody else but I wasn't as technical but I best believe I'm going to be the strongest in there so whenever they want to talk about well you know what well, who's the strongest puncher in the game or who's the one attacking Femma I'm fine with that in the sense of trying to be like oh he's the best in all avenues I think there is no shame in staying in what ever lane you're in so if you're a bruiser be a bruiser you know what I'm saying I think it's that whole oh no you know what I want to be accepted in all quarters which don't get it twisted if that's you for me that's the elite mentality that's that perfection you're going for whereas for me listen if it was like raw boy we don't want to get acting from we're angry I'd be happy with that and if they turn <laughs> around it was like yeah but you know he's his jab's not the greatest and his footwork's a bit yeah, all right, cool. Um, but as long as I know it, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. I'll be comfortable in knowing that. You have to be good, though. Don't get interested. I'll have to be good. At I, what can I'm see, good I can at. see low left hand, yeah. fast, sharp, counter puncher. Yeah, you think, I think, yeah, you're yeah. thinking high hands is going to try and maul me, but it's not. See, you, you, you're the see, you, you drop low hands. Whatever Grove you're, said, yeah. that's what I'm going to be, baby. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, <laughs> unconventional. Yeah. He doesn't, doesn't fit the stereotype. When we talk about strong boxers, George, who were the strongest? And I'm talking like because sometimes being physically strong doesn't make you the best but yeah. was there anyone you boxed and you were like whoa this guy's strong and you maybe yeah. weren't expecting it and was there anyone who wasn't that strong like we had Chris Billum Smith in and he's a bit, he's well into his fitness and his strength and he, he was talking about that when he and he was saying I need to be strong I want to be strong on the inside I want to fight on the inside but you know he can feel straight away that someone might not be sometimes you can feel the strength like when they're controlling generalship of the ring yeah. Yeah. so like you know because you're like oh, I can't push him back yeah. I can't I can't bring him on he's just standing there I know Glenn Johnson he was hard when you hit him he was like granite but is it different so you know when you know when you're talking about pushing him back so you know when a, a boxer like leans on you is that different strength from weight so you know when you're feeling thinking right this just to get this person back it's a lot so we used to try and do grappling and you know um, wrestling we'd get jujitsu guys in just so you get comfortable with another man sort of being in your personal space because yeah. obviously it's much harder to do with, with gloves on there is a, a strong element in that that comes in and them guys are just freakishly strong as well as knowing how the body works how the movement works and how to use your your movement against yeah. you but there are I'm trying to think now who's a like nightmare Eubank. you tell me like for instance Eubank, we hear that Christian yeah, Bank Jr. Really is really strong. strong really really strong yeah. Frotch was really strong was he yeah and then some Callum of the guys Smith. that were big Callum Smith's big isn't he massive at the weight yeah but he didn't he didn't impose his strength no, on me keeps it long okay. Robras felt like it was a bit of a dog fight and he was he was quite strong Battle Jack was just mm, strong trying to think if I've brought anyone in for sparring who's just on you like pound for pound probably like a Liam Williams who's like freakishly strong brought him in for sparring once um, and he's like middleweight, middleweight and yeah. he's not the tallest middleweight yeah. 
But um, yeah, it's like, oh, he's probably a light middleweight back then as well. Yeah, yeah, I think he was. Well, how was Golovkin strength-wise? Yeah, strong. We didn't get into a wrestling match. Valued my life more. But <laughs> he's. Uh, I can imagine you can. But I just just there. Yeah, stone. Yeah, it was never your style really to get up close. Like it wasn't like right. I'm just want to bully and wrestle this person. That didn't help your strengths. No, not really. Right? Yeah. Not really. Not really. You just sort of go with him and then, and then pull away. Mm. What's that like in the when you're going up for a corner? Is there a lot of wrestling going on? Football. You grapple. And look, it's so much more in the lower leagues. So football's a little bit more in the Premier League. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a nice word. I use for everything that I want to chat to, but it's Shenesequa. So soft as the wrong, but we grapple. Corners, free kicks against, grab, grab, pull, pull. It's grappling. Again, for me, my mindset is to play on my strengths. I knew I wanted to get you close. Just because I'm not a hang in the air. I want to get you close and I'm about timing. So the closer you are to me, then you're in my domain. You mm. can't go nowhere. Once I grab you, I grab you. So that element of it, I actually love. I love the whole being close. I don't like, I want to feel you. I want to know where you are at all times. My move over the years was the pin and spin. I haven't got a problem with being up and close or being anybody's space. That for me was my game. I love pin and spin. That's like Lomachenko. You can start pin and spinning guys in the ring. If you're going to like take an arm or hold, you've got to do it on the blind side of the referee. Otherwise the referee will jump on you. So you can't hold a man and just smack him you like that. You can't hold him. punch. He can't, but he did. Yeah. <laughs> you can't hold him punch. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. It's not going to Yeah, the shit fighters can't. <laughs> so um, I was wondering if that's the same in football. Do you know the referee always stands like behind you before a corner? So you're, you're tugging on yeah. his blind side. Yeah. I mean, they can't do that now because VAR's in play. At least we don't have VAR, so it's it's a beautiful feeling. You just know you're standing there like uh, we had a small centre forward and he always used to stand by the keeper, hold the keeper's hand this side. So if he can't jump, you can't jump as a keeper when you're holding. And it was just an art. There was teams he played against that. Swindon were one of them. Yeah. Yeah, man. They, what, they, always they, got them. They knew the dark arts yeah. of Oh, it. they yeah, knew it, yeah. yeah. The dark oh, arts. Swindon for you. <laughs> <laughs> Dark arts everywhere. <laughs> yeah, especially those times, definitely. Yeah, like, man. Yeah, 10 years ish. Massive. Yeah. I remember the Decanio. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man. He's the Dark Arts master. The dark, yeah, man. Dark Arts. And that's where it is. It's just sometimes you know it. Sometimes there's teams that really play down to it and you'd be like, all right, we're going to be aggressive. So know what it's going to be. It's going to be a battle from minute one to minute 95. And as footballers, if that happened against you, do you applaud it and go, yeah, well done? Or are you like, oh, for fuck's sake, Barcy fucking help yeah. keep his hand? Yeah, I mean, look, don't get it twisted. If it happens to you, you're bitching. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, no, man. He's, and then, but straight away, you're going to look yeah. to get him back. So yeah. listen, I'll always say, as long as it's never disrespectful, everybody's trying to do the utmost to win. And look, they say it all over the course of a season, it kind of balances itself out. But listen, whatever it is to win, as long as you're not disrespecting, as long, as long as you're not looking to go and break somebody's leg or damage them or get them. But if you need to grab a man down or hold somebody's arm to score a goal, hey, let freedom ring so big. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned about football being a game of opinions, yeah. right? And now you're in a new one. Tell us, first of all, how did this come about? So you are now the fully licensed ring MC when did that come about and why did you go I'm going to do that the back end of my career the last season so Amazon came and asked they wanted to do uh, my documentary so there was like okay cool we'll follow your last year then what are you going to do afterwards so I already knew I was going to go into the punditry because football I've done 22 years but I did all 
also say that I was going to try as many new things. Like in season, I'd flown out and I've interviewed The Rock. I'd gone to the Super Bowl four times. I was doing stuff where I was like, football's very institutionalized and it was very much, I did this for 22 years. My identity was a footballer. So as soon as I finish, trust me, I'm going to do as many things as possible. So I'm part of Wasserman, which is the same agency as Groves. And they just, they did Wasserman boxing. So my agent who was in that, he was like, B, listen, I think, you know what I'm saying? It'd be up your streak. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, ah, I don't know. Initially, it was like, look, come down. So we went to York Hall and we watched it and watched the MC. One thing I'm, I'm very passionate about, the reason why I like sports, I do think your energy speaks before you speak. So before you say a word, your energy and before I, even if I go in a ring and not say nothing, people can feel my energy. I think there's a way of connecting. It was like, look, why don't you try MCing? I was like, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do boxing. Why don't you try MCing? I said, oh yeah, cool. All right. I can see that getting on a mic, chatting to people, comfortable. So then we went around, got some advice from Groves, got some advice from Eubank, got some advice from some MCs and then had to go about it. So I didn't know that you had to go and get a license. Yes. I didn't yeah. know you had to, I didn't know. <laughs> I, I remember like, I even saw the doc, I remember Groves came to me and he was like, hey, big man, it's no joke, you know. <laughs> he was like, boy, I couldn't do it. And I remember sitting there and he was like, nah, man, they really, like you got to do your due diligence. You know what I'm saying? Like it's something that boxers on a big fight, this is for 12 weeks, boxers have been doing this. So you can't go in there and go on some game thing like you're... So I remember thinking, yeah, you know, if I was a footballer and somebody was coming and play a final and that, so I was like, all right, cool. And I remember that, that's, that stuck with me. So anyway, I had to go and do the licensing and then so that you sit in front of the licensing board like it's a proper committee. X Factor. So yeah, and I'm sitting there and it's a dude and he was like, yeah, so you have to go in there and I had to do research, I had to do revision. And I was like, oh shit, like this is real. Anyway, passed because that's what I am. I'm a winner. So anyway, they gave me a license and that's what it was. My first one was... Lyndon Arthur in Bolton. Yeah, so yeah. that was my first one. To be fair, I was meant to meet with an MC prior, but I was in Dubai. So then I was like, look, don't worry, man. You, you'll be, you just go there. And I was like, nah. So they sat down, they reeled off everything I had to do. I was like, oh, boy, I don't really want to fuck this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right, let's just tweak it. We'll work it together. Uh, and we did. But just that bit I did and I and with the fans and it was cool. So I enjoyed it, man. I'm seeing this... this, this it's, it's a good look. Do you see yourself carving a name out and being like, right, yeah, you do the whole show, you do the whole shebang, reading out everything? Yeah, listen, I can 100% see myself do that. I can 100% see myself doing that on the championship file for a belt. I can mm. see me doing that. So I'll always say, like, whenever anybody's asked me once I retired, like, oh, what are you doing? What are you going to enjoy? And I was like, I enjoyed the first one, but everything's timing. When the time's right, when all the stars align, I will do it. Like, I enjoyed it, but I would say that I've got a lot of things, especially this year that I've got to do. But when the stars align, I'll go there and, I'd, and I'll be in a suit. To be fair, I think I had my arms out, but I can be in a suit, a little tie and that. Um, <laughs> Is that going to be your look, do you reckon? No, I, to be fair, I'll have, I, don't, I don't really like wearing suit jackets. So I'll have to tweak it sort of thing. Maybe like a t-shirt and waistcoat or shirt, waistcoat. My arms like to be free. So I think I'll tweak it up a little bit different than the buffers and those guys now. Because they got to do theirs and it's very formal for me. So as long as I can do my due diligence, but still be me. And that's what I'll always say. Whatever I do, I've got to be authentic to myself. So I, I think I'll tweak it just a little bit. So Wasserman is also involved in the Misfit shows. Yeah. Have you done any of the Misfit shows yeah, yet? Yeah, to be fair, the, fir the first one I did was the Misfits one. That's where I kind of made my name, the whole YouTube world, um, the whole social media world. And that's got such a broad age range. And I think they're, they know, and it's a little bit more 
unconventional rather than I think the boxing ones are very conventional and they're very, they stick to a format. But the Misfits one, a little bit just off of source, a bit more of energy. So I did the first one there that went down dope. So that also gave me the, okay, cool. You did that one. Now go and see how the other one is, which I did. So I've done a bit of both. To me, I think boxing's going the Misfit way anyway. I was in Dubai and I watched Mayweather's one with, oh my days, what's the one that was going to fight AJ? Oh, Jerome Miller. So yeah, I was yeah. in there and that seems like that's where it's going. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's it's a little bit more showmanship, the direction of boxing. But yeah, man, so the Misfits one is something that I'm enjoying um, and I'd probably do another one soon. What's your catchphrase? Ah, it's Beast Mode time. Yeah, is yeah, that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Beast Mode time. Okay, nice. Yeah, and yeah. then, so have you been... That's usually, that's a really good one. It's a real good with. one straight yeah. away because <laughs> some of them still, they haven't nailed it. They're terrible. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of terrible <laughs> Like, <laughs> no, but you're just like, oh man, like you, you know, see what they're trying to do. And yeah, it's like, yeah, you yeah. Say, they want like a snappy catchphrase, but yeah. they want something brand new, so it ends up not being snappy. No. It's like everyone put your pizza boxes down and <laughs> <laughs> put, and stand then, on your head. You mentioned Buffer though, and like the fact that you've seen obviously the other MC. Do you are you looking at them and thinking, right, I'm going to take that from him. I like what he does there. Are you studying other guys and seeing like not which, to that? I for me, I think so. Of course, Buffer is what you buffer is buffer's buffer yeah. um, and when I go to these events I'm like anybody and it doesn't even matter if it's just emceeing anything that I think oh yeah man that's decent I think nothing's re reinventing the real but you have to put your own source on it so I like the way they ran that so but if I put my spin on it on put my source on it I'll do it like that so when I see it so but what I would say is different normally I wouldn't pay attention to MCs. you know when I watch the yards when I watch AJ when I, watch, I wouldn't I'm just like let me just see them and walk in who they listening to when they walk in forget whatever the MC but now I, I look at it differently um, so I'll see the MCs I'll see the way they'll, they'll say certain things I'll see the, like say certain catchphrase I'm like oh, okay cool I see that but I'll put that in my pocket so whenever it's my time I'm like I see where it is but of course I'll fuse it with the beast mode swag so you must have had a routine before football like in a changing room how you maybe get yourself mentally ready physically very warmed up and then obviously that may have changed over time is any of that the same or do you even have a routine before you go out and do your MC and do you have to get in the zone? Yes. Oh, yeah, man. Listen, I, I think if you've done anything in front of a crowd, you have to get in your zone. That's what I believe. I'm a creature of habit anyway. So my routine now is still the same. I get up, I do my bike, I go to the gym. I have my It's the same that I was doing when I was playing football without game day. But it's the same in the sense where it's like, all right, cool, prep. So visualize. And that's what I've been doing my whole life in the sense of whenever I'm going for an event, be it doing punditry, do it, visualize it. Visualize what can go right. Visualize what can go wrong. You can't visualize everything because you don't know what happens. So you you leave the element of, boy, if I have to adapt or they throw it out or someone says shut up or you mess up the word, you got to go again. And that's just thinking on your feet. But there's the prep. You know what I'm saying? You listen to music. You say one, two prayer, just ready for <laughs> it. And then boom, man, you hit it. What were your earliest boxing memories? Like, would you say you're a big boxing fan? Like out of 10, where'd you, where'd you land? 10 being hardcore fan? Uh, I'm saying I'm an eight. In the sense, dad was a big boxing fan. So it was like on in the when you were a kid, like you. Yeah, were, yeah, 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 yeah. Like for me, where I remember as a kid, Mike Tyson was the yeah. one. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's where it is. Like my best friend, he's like a boxing 
two of my best friends, boxing connoisseurs. Like whenever I need information, they're the ones who say, yeah, yeah, this, that, and the other. But growing up, it was Mike Tyson. It's still now in the sense where, of course, Muhammad Ali was before my time. But as you get older, you look back to, to them icons that's part um, at the game. And then you've got like Nazim who brought in the flair. It's mm. like anything of an entertainer, that's what I liked. But for me, Mike Tyson was the earliest where I was like, you know, we grew up in UK. So Bruno was there and then you had Eubank, Nigel Ben. So all of that, I enjoy sports. So they were them, the boxing elites, you know, that's the pinnacle of when big fights were coming. You know what I'm saying? And then like, as I've gotten older, I've been ringside for AJ's fights. I've done AJ's my guy. So, uh, Macaulay, Anthony Yard. So all them, the boxing world, um, but as a kid, yeah, man, Mike Tyson was the guy, man. We're all sort of similar ages, but you're, like you're a big Nigel Ben man, right? I've never heard you talk about Mike Tyson at that time, but he was like for all of us, like a real gateway for boxing just because of how iconic he was and that. Remember, you know, Tyson, yeah, was he on your radar thought, when nah, you were a kid? Well, because these fighters were on in the UK. It must have been yeah, early hours of the morning. Yeah, yeah early true. hours. Yeah. I came to Sky really late. I think I was like 16 probably. Oh, really? Sky. Yeah. So that was like Hatton. And then I think the first Tyson fight I, I saw was against Lewis. Lewis, yeah. So oh, what's when that? He was on his way out. 2003? Yeah, something like that, yeah. So vintage Tyson, amazing Tyson. I, saw, I obviously knew Tyson, oh, uh, but no, I didn't see him. Have you got a standout fight or night that you've been to and seen live? I went to AJ and Dylan White fight. Very, but, very Because also, fight. like, the fight was good and, and AJ got rocked for the first time. But, like, yes. the atmosphere that night, it was so tense, oh, it, wasn't man, it? And, like, it was, Stormzy and all that. It and was proper. Remember, it, everyone jumped in the ring after the first round? It was, it was, it was proper. Very nasty, you know, when you yeah. go there and you're like, oh, yeah. You know, and that's that, for me, that's what you want when you go to somewhere. You're like, oh, yeah, man. Bro, this is real, man. I can feel the energy. I can cut the energy. I haven't done a fight in. In, in America, I'm a big America individual, but I haven't done a fight in America yet, which I do want to get to a big fight in America, which I will. Let's imagine then that you're going to have a fight with someone in football. So let's stay within your industry. Okay. Maybe someone you played with or against anyone, you think that's a good fight. That'd be a good fight for me. That's going to sell tickets. Who would you pick? You know what? I'd look back at it and I think if I had fought like Vidic oh. back in the day, I think like, I'd be like, oh, yeah. like, I'm going to have to... Oof. Like yeah. that's straight off the bat, never played against him. And it's the same with the, the Roy Keens. Yeah. Like, I'd think like... Boy, Roy Keane was the one man you'd have to really put down and then like even when they go ding, 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 everybody has to hold him. You know, that's that's the mentality, the Patrick Vieira's. Yeah. I more think of old school. I think like I was meant to play like in the 90s, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the 96, that sort of football, the Paul Lintz's. I think that was, you know, modern day or old school gladiators sort of thing. So when you think of like ultimate football fights, you think like Vieira Keane, like yeah. those two. Yeah. You think of another one, two football would you like to pit against each other? If I'll say modern day now, I think like Slatan oh, against yeah. Van Dyke. That's I such think, a good shout. I think like them two would be, I think... Battle of the ponytails. Yeah, yeah, you know them ones. You'd be pulling first and that. I think Van Dyke, to be fair, is real cool. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's not, he don't really come across. He's just always geared two, gear three. Doesn't really look like he gets mad and that. But I'm just talking about stature-wise. I think, you know... Zlatan's a good one. I yeah, think he used Zlatan, to do karate or something, didn't he? Yeah, he's always man, kicking he, people. He's a anyway. flexible brother. Yeah, yeah. Kick you from afar. <laughs> no, they're bad. They kick you from afar. <laughs> Maybe you should fight him. UV Vidic winner gets Zlatan. Oh, yeah. Jeez, yeah. we're the same age to be. I think he's older than me, like. He's still playing at 41. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you played under a load of different managers. Yeah. Loads of different styles. Yeah. 
who's the hardest one? You know what? I w- I'd want to say just because I think he was kind of crazy in his day was Martin Allen. Mad Dog Martin Allen. Yeah, he can mix in it. His, in his hay, you know, can big you, guy. Can you give us your MC uh, announcement of Mad Dog? Yeah. Mad Dog Martin Allen. Okay. Um, coming to the ring. <laughs> coming from, don't know where he comes, so Hart Fisher. <laughs> We're bringing in Martin Mad Dog Allen. <laughs> He'd probably get booed though, Mad yeah, Dog. Yeah, a thousand percent get booed. Who would win, Mad Dog? Yeah, boo. <laughs> Who would win, Mad Dog Allen against Mick Harford? Ah, oh, Mick Harford's putting him to sleep. Is he, yeah? Oh, my days. <laughs> Mick Harford's putting him to sleep. And I'll tell you who's somebody out there that people don't realise how strong he is. And listen, I, of course, I've got a good relationship, is Gareth Ainsworth. Oh, yeah. Gareth Ainsworth, I'm telling you, and I, the people are going to quote me. Current QPR manager, right? Current QPR yeah. manager, left um, Wickham, current QPR manager. And y- y'all can quote me, and this will be a headline. Gareth Ainsworth will snooze 90% of the managers in the game. I'm just putting it out there. But he is such a good guy. Yeah. He was bench pressing what I was bench pressing. He loves what? the gym. Oh, my days. He'll be out there. One time I was just doing like a, like a little warm down, and he sat beside me. And he started just lifting. Like I must, maybe I was just doing 22s. Like, yeah, I'm tight. He started lifting 30s, like shoulder presses. And not like he was looking at me. He wasn't even paying attention. But that made me go put the 20s down and go get 34. I was like, you cannot be dumping on me. But did he's he, a strong, did he have a his, strong boy. Did he have his cowboy boots on? Nah, that, I either? wouldn't allow that. Have you seen the, the clip that he did at QPR where he brought out a guy yeah, man. who did the hacker or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. He done that for us. And did we he? got promoted. Really? Like, yeah. I, I know it's, it's have funny. Have you seen this, George? No. So Gareth Ames was QPR manager he's in the middle of like a team meeting mm-hmm. and he goes I've got a special guest and a guy comes out full like does the hacker full hacker and outfit just like in a in a room at the training ground and it's quite wild they're like what is happening yeah, here like he did that for you did it uh, yeah, so what, what I've got to understand so what's happened right is of course QPR ain't going so well but what Gareth does is he does um, development days so development days where you come out your comfort zone where it's not just football and it's not just repeti- rep- repetition going into training so we've gone to the Son in France we'll go to Gold Skate where we do just different things different things to take you out your comfort zone and we just come out of lockdown he was talking about look Polynesian um, people Samoan different things and they told us a story about one New Zealand rugby team how after training they would go and always clean the shack it was just a story and it was it was very motivational and then out of that we did the hack arm we wanted to learn and what Gaffer wanted to see was how people became comfortable in being in uncomfortable situations, you know, us learning that. And I kid you not, call it, it was, it wasn't the only reason, but it was an aspect for why we got promoted. And also it does allow a person to see, okay, how do you deal if something comes off? So we go down to 10 men or you lose your boots or something, how would you deal with it? It's very easy to, when things not go right, to be like, oh man, what the fuck is this? And I like, don't get it twisted. There was shit he did that. He came in with his boots and just a jacket, no top. We're like, gaffer, I'll beg, <laughs> put a t-shirt on. But that's what he is. You know what I'm saying? He's unapologetically himself. So he did that with the QPR boys. And you can see their face because yeah. we we did that at times. <laughs> Looked at each other like, yo, buff, what's going on? <laughs> but yeah, and of course. He didn't get you all up doing the hacker. We all did the hacker. Right, oh, that's what guys. it was. Nice. I thought he was watching one man. That, it is no, on this video. Yeah, yeah this yeah. one, he right. just came in. Yeah. So uh, we don't 
don't know what happened afterwards, but mm. the guy came in, done the hacker. Then our development day was everybody had to learn the hacker. So we all did it. Afterwards, we did the hacker, done the paint on the face. And what I mean, it was you bond with your, yeah, you bond, cool. you bond yeah. with your, your, your teammates. It was dope. Something about the hacker. It's we one should of the best do things that, in sport. Yeah, yeah, we'll do a GGBC I, I beg hacker. you to do that. Yeah, we'll do it. We're next next run of hoodies we get, we'll do that for the advert. I beg, yeah. Yeah, I beg you to do that. <laughs> so, so you're going to fight Vidic, right? Yeah. Who do you want in your corner then? Do you want Ainsworth or do you want Mad Dog? Like, who, who's your manager? Who oh, do you need in your ear? Ainsworth. Ainsworth yeah. in my ear. So I got, your man, I got yeah. Ainsworth and then I got my brothers because my brothers know how to say words to get me going in yeah. so the time but yeah man you're soft B man you lose you're never gonna forget it. I'm telling mums off you yeah. straight off the bat oh shit can't lose but Ainsworth as in management like he was more than a manager like the way he connects I'll always say there's some people that walk into a room and can zap the energy out of the room. You've been, oh, maybe y'all lot ain't, but see, sometimes you've had managers in all walks of life that you lot could be talking, they walk in, all of a sudden you go quiet. You're like, oh, what the fuck does they want? Mm. In that sense. Whereas he wasn't that. He walked into a room and the same conversation and the same energy we got, it doesn't deviate when he walks in. Mm. And I think that is such a powerful trait. So Gaffer can be in my corner. Where's this taking place? What's your dream venue for this? Anfield. Oh, Anfield. Yes. Anfield. Like, are you a big Liverpool fan? Massive, massive, yeah. massive, massive. What are the shorts going to look like? Uh, to be fair, my shorts would be long so it'd be oh you're going for uh, old school like you the long sort of thing and then have like it'll be black and there'll be like little red stripes in it throughout for it I, I like little patterns and that and then i'll have like black kind of big bootsy kind of feel you know your trainers sort of thing and then yeah. boom it'll be like a real war yeah what are you thinking like big robe like Golovkin full robe or are you going like little gilet for the I'm going, ring walk? You know, I'm going Mike Tyson little gilet just yeah. a little thing over there so you can just see it real thing. I'm walking into Aladdin's a whole new world. I'm just letting you lot know. Yeah, that. that's, we'll I'm get that. We've got that get a ring walk. Yeah. That's the tune, is it? Aladdin a whole new world. Yeah. Thousand percent. Then I'm going to be like, what the fuck? All them, all them Liverpoolian scouts yeah. singing their hearts oh, out. New, well, they can sing well. I'm not sure I've ever heard that one at Anfield. Yeah, I don't know. What's the reason before, behind that one? Like for me, like Aladdin's one of my favourite cartoons ever. Yeah. That just gets me. Like, you know, it just, I don't care what any, and it's funny because people need, they'll get twisted. I work out to all different tunes like DMX and gigs and Stormzy and that. But for me, music's a nostalgia thing. So it's a feeling. 100%. So whenever, like, trust me, I can show you the what? I'm like, oh shit, zone. <laughs> don't matter what it is, I'll be the zone. So I'll be walking in like that. And he'd be like, Vidic would be like, oh man, he's not taking this serious. <laughs> then ding, ding. Ba, 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 ba. I'm just thinking of the Mike Tyson <laughs> ring walk, you know, like the storm to the, like with police around him and that, like so aggressive with that on in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to work. It's just, it'll just, people be like, wait, what's going on? Are we here on Disney on ice? Or are we here yeah. for boxing? <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. And then boy, it'll just be a wrap. Who's the ref? The ref, I would say, you Klopp. Can, you, yeah. <laughs> so you got him on your side. <laughs> Klopp is the ref. He's, all, he's holding it on the blind yeah, side yeah, again. Yeah. He's going to let me get away with the he's holding. He's going to let me get away with the holding. I'm like, Klopp, you see, he's yeah. United. Yeah, yeah. Take a point away, Vidic. <laughs> Carragher's the one judge. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you got any sparring in mind? Yeah, who are we getting in? You know what? I'd get in Hatton. Because Hatton, I hear, is like a real body, yeah. goes for the body. Mm. And I think I think that's what I'll be going for. I'll just be just taking that man's body. Bap, bap, bap. I'm, I'm always going to be a fan of Nazim. 
grew up on Nazim and then Nightmare to spar though yeah. is he? if you're sparring with too Nazim, little yeah, as well he's, he's short and he's elusive oh, I mean yeah. we work we work with your uh, work of being temperament to, as in yeah. holding, holding your I call. reckon Vidic is Serbian isn't he so I'm thinking it'll be kind of Eastern European like long not amateur style straight shots moving his feet like a bivol so maybe you need to get Dimitri Bivol in just for some sparring just in case amazing hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. George, are we going to try and win a listener or a hoodie here? We got a feature for these bonus celebrity pods, mate, and we got like it's, it's not quite a quiz, is it? We ain't even got a name nah. For it's this like one. a word association, right? Before you turned up, yeah, we've spoken to a listener and we've put to them five words, right? It's word association, right? Boxing specific, no doubt. We have their answers. We're going to ask you the same words, yeah, and you're going to give us your response. If we match five from five, they get a hoodie. Yeah. Five from five? Oh, you yeah. lot! It's not yeah, even it's like, hard, mate. The hoodies are flying off the shelves. Oh, it's like that. Yeah, yeah, we can't start you giving them away. Three from five. Yeah. George ain't even got a hoodie. <laughs> no, you'll win a hoodie as well. Yeah, yeah. You got to get five for five. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, come on. So George has done this. Who's the listener? The listener is Yvonne and Donny. Okay, so, so it's a bit of a team effort. It's Donny who's in. Yeah, try and get in Donny's mind frame. Okay. His era would be like slightly before, but yeah. then it doesn't make a blind. But bear in mind, these, are, bo- these anyway. are boxing. So some of them, like when I did this, if you if you ain't thinking boxing, they could go anywhere. Okay, yeah. so it's boxing related. Kinda. Okay. So yeah. So, so if see you what get your the first one. If you if you go a bit west on yeah, the first I know, one, I'm, I know what I'll my give first you that one. Again, yeah, right? I know what my first one was. <laughs> on the road. Word one is rubber match. Oh yes. Should we check that one? Check it. Rubber match. It's a match. Okay. Rubber match. You see what, did there? what yeah. a start. All right, cool. Rubber match. All right, let's go. Yes, bio's on the board. Right, next one. Floyd. Mayweather. Floyd. Mayweather. Yes. Oh, surely Donnie's come up Come with that. on. Donnie yeah. and Yvonne. Donnie, Donnie, older generation. The worry was Patterson, but he's not that old. No, so good. Floyd, cool. lovely. Two from two. Body. Punch. Body. Punch. Yes. 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 It is. Two more. This one is a tough one. Counter. 
Punch. Counter. Counter punch. Yes. Okay, because that's where, yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I can see you going through your head there. You're like, fuck, it's punch twice. You're doing that. You're not a mask. Yeah, yeah, can't, can't be punch again. This one could go anywhere. Oh, uh, but bear in mind, you are an MC. Last word. Ring. Walk. Ring. Walk. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, 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 yeah. I would have said ring walk there first. There you go, ring walk. I would have said ring Easy, walk. I got in his head. Yeah, ring walk. Yeah, you did. I would have said the, ring yeah, walk. Yeah, but you're at the heart of the ring. You're the one that's directing the yeah. ring walk. Stop tampering yeah. with my game, Dave. Five yeah, out of five, just... though. <laughs> that is go. a clean sweep. Hoodies all round. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, could have given him a got away and given him a bottle. We're going to need a beast mode hoodie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a double XL. Double XL. We've got a couple of double XLs. Or we could squeeze into a medium like you did for <laughs> yes winner oh, okay yeah, right yeah. last couple so we had Anthony Agogo on the pod he's our 50th guest yeah. two-parter amazing story Agogo obviously former professional boxer yeah. now a professional wrestler you did some stuff with Agogo right yeah 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 and if it wasn't for my shoulder we would have done another fight and that when I'm talking about having raw adrenaline and connection with the fans. That was amazing. So throughout my whole career, I've been synonymous with wrestling. I did a celebration where I'd done the People's Elbow and The Rock saw it. And then the week afterwards, I went out and interviewed The Rock and we was ch ch um, chatting it up. And then listen, I sat down with WWE representatives and they were back and forth. And then recently met up with Sheamus and we did a workout. So the whole wrestling thing for me, it, it ticks so many boxes in the sense of what the due diligence you've got to go and put in there. And that's when I sat down with a go-go. We partnered up and took out some individual, smacked him up to be fair. Well, like in the ring, in the ring. I want people to say like, we just teamed up and was just on some beating up randoms. Um, but yeah, went into the ring, double teamed and like, it was, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was proper decent. What were you wearing for that one? What, what was your wrestling outfit? Oh, to be fair, it was just, cause I was in a, I was in a cast. So I was just in normal. Like it was, they called their people and they go, go call me. Cause you know, if you call me, I come and help friends and that. So I was just watching it just in case their people jumped in. They jumped in. I jumped in. You know what it was like. It was, it was hectic, chaotic and it was dope. But yeah, to watch the space again, we will re-pick that up again. Mm. It was just, it, it just came at a period where I was just super busy. I got a real soft spot for wrestling as well. What would your tag team be called? In fact, we should ask listeners that. Tag, we need a tag team name for Akin Fenway and Agogo. Yeah. His fans were called the AO Army. Remember, Anthony Agogo back yeah. when he was boxing. And so that's off the, the table. And now he's the governor. Now he's, he's the, the governor. governor. Yeah. Governor and beast mode. Come up yeah. with something. You've got plenty yeah, to yeah, play yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. That's some tag team Let us know for AEW. Okay, so we got a ring walk tune as well. So we've done all the housekeeping. I mean, we've absolutely, yeah. Mate, we nailed it. it. Yeah. We're going to be front row when you take on Vidic. I right, say nice. Get us a couple press passes. All right, come on now. Straight down. Groves, I'm going to call you in, bruv. You're going to have to Yeah, help you, me. you could come in for sparring. Yeah, I'll man. come in for some sparring, yeah. some wrestling, anything. You know? yeah. right, come What's on, the man. number one trash talk you got for him, though, for the first press conference? Oh, this ain't the Premier League now, man. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is real. This is real. Yeah. <laughs> the man ain't carrying your bags. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> Perfect. I reckon we could get Vidic involved here. Before we say this, because I don't know what he's been doing. Like, he could be <laughs> right now, like, since he retired, like, be fighting yeah, bears and be, that. Actually. So let me just see what he's doing Something on like YouTube boxing, first. Actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Putting him in a go-go. Right, amazing. Thanks, mate. All right, Thanks, blessings. Mate. Blessings, fellas. How about that then, Dirk? 
Adebayo Akinfenwa is in the club and I want him to be my announcer for everything I do in life. You know when you're in the self-service tills at the supermarket and it all goes peak tongue and then if it just went beast mode <laughs> and then you know you know that you've overscanned something yeah, just focuses or, you, you know the trolley hasn't quite caught up with the weight of the frozen peas you're trying to get and uh, so then the, the little till guy can come over and beep, 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 beep. that would entertain me really to be honest I would love that so that's just one that's just one suggestion yeah. if you're listening you know Tesco's it would be a much better world if instead of it saying undetected item in baggage area it just shouted beast mode at you yes and if you want to truly go into beast mode right now and you're like just desperate to go into beast mode get on your podcast app hit that follow button because not only are you beast mode but you're an elite club member two birds with one beast mode button reach out to us via our socials at GG Boxing Club um, on Instagram Twitter TikTok yep if you want to email us anything slightly longer form ggboxingclub at crowdnetwork.co.uk and also if you're on the link tree two other things you can tick off while you're there one is the ring walk playlist on Spotify is right on there and so is the link for the merch with the hoodies and the bottles and those beautiful prints from Jonathan Woodward if you want to listen ad free you can listen on Amazon Music it's Friday today Derek it is if you miss Wednesday's episode with Barry Jones go back listen to that it is a stonking good episode and we are back next week Deck next Wednesday regular programming who have we got we have got the one and only Scott Welsh now this is some story I'm looking forward to Scott are you gotta be honest first time I ever saw him he was fighting Brad Pitt in Snatch and it turns out he's not just an actor he was a professional fighter and uh, he's got some some right good stories so I can't wait to get into it with, with Scott find out a little bit more about his story to share with our members uh, with, the, with the club that's on Wednesday I cannot wait for that George I'll see you then beast mode okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work, limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.